Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the PHNX Rising Post Game Show brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's number one sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and leave a five-star review. My name is Ramon Chavez. I'm joined alongside me with uh, my partner, Owen Evans. We're here at Wild Horse Pass. Uh, I'm just going to let out a big old sigh here. Yeah, <laughs> I'll join you in that one. <laughs> uh, Phoenix Rising fall at home by the score of 1-0 to to Birmingham Legion. Uh, basically, a tell of two halves. Rising, I felt, were the aggressor early in the first period of play. Second half, you know, not that it completely fell apart, but just the chances that were there in the first half weren't there. Uh, Legion took advantage of a mishap in the defense, and that's sometimes all it takes. So uh, that's the way uh, Rising lost three points tonight. I do want to shout out everybody in the chat. Tyler, thank you, as always, for being early. Uh, Clinton, uh, appreciate you guys here. Peyton. Uh, Pat Moses. Pat Moses with a heavy question that I'm sure you know what. You want to touch on it? Not yet. Let's come back to that one from Pat, but that's a... That's a question we're going to have to talk about, I think, later on in the show. Of course, of course. It's being put forward seriously now. We're going to no, have to talk about that. For sure, for sure. Owen, oh, uh, let's go ahead and just, you know, get off. You know, let's just uh, talk about what happened tonight. Loss at home. Con- second consecutive loss, you know, a couple of weeks ago, the, the worst home loss in, in rising history, basically, against Tampa Bay Rowdies. And now this performance tonight. So what were your thoughts about tonight's loss? And how much does this affect the team? And, of course, we're going to get into Pat's uh, comment here, but the team overall, how do you feel like they're they're feeling, they're performing a third of the way into the season already? Not good enough. Yeah. I'll, I'll leave it at that. It's not good enough. Look, it's – Rising today did not – I mean, you take the second half. Did they threaten? Did you feel like really at any point in that second half they were being threatening? I think I <laughs> the last few minutes of the game, that's when they were more aggressive. But that's just because they were throwing the kitchen sink at it, you yep. know? During the course of the game, did they really look that threatening, at least yeah. in the second half? No. And Rick admitted they didn't challenge the goalkeeper enough, really, in that yeah. second half. But they're, they're getting caught in this thing where the final in the final third, that front three, they're just overthinking things. Mm. And the way Rick put it was shoot as shoot, right? That's yeah. what they want to do. And so the problem is they're taking these shots, they're not having any success in them, and they're just getting frustrated. And they're taking progressively more and more frustrated shots yeah. over the course of a game. And they, they're not good. Um, and look, I, I mean, there's a comment here from Peyton when you talk a little bit about defensively. I, I took, I'll say in, in Ben's defense, it took a bounce a little bit ahead of him, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So those can be tough to read quite how it's going to bounce on the, on the grass. But I still think that the positioning on that one, the way that the ball just kind of went through, um, there was arguments of whether or not it was offside. I'm not sure. Yeah. I haven't seen it back. Rick brought it up. The talk is that Darnell kept them on, if anyone kept them on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, it was a great run by Dean, uh, the the Birmingham right back. He got through the line. He was able to get by his, uh, I believe it was Santi. And then his pass got by, you know, basically broke the, the midfield line. You saw Haugli standing. You saw, I believe, Quinn as well. King, you know, caught out of position. Babu, uh, I don't think it was Babu, but basically they were just caught out of position. 
Enzo Martinez was able to take advantage of that. A little quick little flip over to uh, flick over to, to Kasim, and he was able to just score. And it did take the bad bounce, which I think, yes, Lunt could have done a lot better. But, yeah, it just took a bad bounce, and it was able to get into the back of the net. Yeah, I mean, it, the thing there about it, I don't I don't feel like it's nice to pin the blame on that one on Babu. I think that Babu was left a little bit on the island. He had two guys to watch. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's tough. That's yeah. tough. That's never but That's when the midfield comes in. As soon as exactly. they see the, those uh, those back uh, right backs, left backs, dash forward, one of the midfielders has to slide over and help out and cover that space. So, yeah, not, not in a good position. No. Um, and you know what? I'm going to make everyone's position a little bit worse. Those of you watching, you to find out now, and I don't know if this news has gone out very much or not, but Arturo Rodriguez going to Rick. He wouldn't define what was wrong with Arturo, but he's out for six to eight weeks. Oof. So it's going to be a lengthy injury delay for Arturo. Yeah. Those of you who saw him today will know he was wearing like a boot on his one foot. It isn't sounding great. That seems to be why Kose came in on loan, mm -hmm. to fill in for that, that issue with, you know, needing someone in there to, yeah. to help supplement the midfield given that they're losing someone who's going to be a pretty serious attacking threat normally yeah. on this team yeah so six to eight weeks for Arturo Rodriguez yeah, is we, the current time you table. know you had mentioned to me earlier that you thought it, it was going to be at least a month and that's why uh, Koza was brought in makes a lot of sense now six to eight weeks and that's just to recover right there might be some time for him to be able to ramp up a little bit more of course of yeah, course you know so. you, you get back on the field in six to eight weeks but that doesn't mean that you're hitting the ground running yeah. does it you know it could take him another couple of weeks to get back up to to full form. now that illuminates a little bit more and we'll talk about the starting lineup now uh once you brought up those news because since the tour is going to be out for an extended period of time bringing Kose, there's a lot of pressure now on him to perform because it's not just kind of putting a band-aid on it for two to three weeks now you're thinking two months now when our tour comes back you're thinking maybe towards the end of the season this is, uh, if this loan doesn't pan out, you know, it's it's going to put a lot of people in hot water. It is because, well, I, I don't know. Actually, you know what? I won't quite say the hot water just on that one for the for this move in particular. Yeah. Because a, a very quick turnaround kind of loan, which is what they need here, that's hard, right? They it's literally hard got here yesterday, right played yeah, uh, 20 minutes yeah. today. But that's yeah. hard to find, you know, within the case, case of a week from an injury there. Yeah. Yeah. So I can... I can forgive a little bit if he doesn't quite pan out. The problem is you, you are right, at least in one sense, in that, you know, his absence could well be felt. Yeah. And well, we saw it tonight with that midfield. Yeah, in yeah. a team that's already struggling at the moment for mm -hmm. form, you do worry that if they lose him as well now, it's... It's going to be pretty tough. It's to... going to be a rough one to get out of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as far as the creativity, Quinn took that on tonight. I felt like maybe he just didn't feel quite comfortable being so high up the pitch. His usual passing and finding spaces weren't there. Haugli was tasked with that. Uh, he was uh, joined with Kalistri, which who I thought had a great game. I thought yeah. he was able to find spaces, a few cutbacks, had one of the best chances of the game in the first half. So, But that midfield is going to be a work in progress. I liked Haugli, you know, kind of in that deep line uh, uh, midfield role. But that takes away from Quinn being who he is and being creative in that side. So what did you think of the midfield tonight? Well, I think talking about his impact on Aiden isn't necessarily the best way to go about it, simply because I don't think Aiden was Aiden tonight. Yeah. Um, and that's not that's not a criticism of Aiden. He's just come back from He's injury, coming back, right? Yeah. He's, mm -hmm. It takes a little bit of time. Um, Pat Moses in here, actually, saying Kalistri in the middle just doesn't work. Now, I've always thought, actually, that central midfield was probably Kalistri's worst of the three positions we yeah, see yeah. him at. So I tend to agree, not a first choice from my perspective. 
I do understand they're in a little bit of a selection dilemma at the moment. Yeah. I do get that at least. Um, but I don't know. I feel like we still need a bit of time there for Hoagley to understand, you know, is Hoagley going to... I don't think he had a bad game today. No. Um, and I think, actually, you probably got something to add on to that with Hoagley. Yeah, no, we, you know, at least on my end, I, I'm sure Owen might agree somewhat, but we actually picked Seaver Hoagley as the DraftKings king of the game. And so uh, I felt like he had a great game. He started in the, in the midfield. He was able to transition back to uh, the back line towards the end of the game. Had a clear chance at goal uh, there at the end of the game as well. Just it wasn't able to go in. Uh, he played the entire game, 68 touches, 49 out of 56 passes, three tackles. And he had some great passes, lofted passes towards either side of the pitch. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that we saw with uh, Haugley, at least when before he came in, was that his ability to to play that midfield and also fall back a little bit. So uh, let me know in the chat what you guys thought of Howley today. Um, <laughs> coaching chase uh, by Slash. Uh, but I thought uh, he had a great game. What were your thoughts on Howley today? Oh, I think this was the game that we saw Sivat Howley be the guy that we hoped he could be. Yeah. Um, I think that we were kind of waiting for that moment. And it can take time to, to adjust. Yes, he's been here for a while with training and all of that. But yeah. it still takes time to get used to being out there on the pitch. Game playing speed. Game speed. Professional level for the first time yeah. as well. He hasn't been playing professionally prior to arriving here. But, you know, I, I just think that tonight was a good step up for him. And I'm happy to see it. And I think that, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully, if he can keep to build on this performance that we saw today, yeah. that's a really positive sign for the future. Yeah, for sure. There's a good comment here by Peyton. Um, great Lambert understudy. Uh, Scott as well. Haugley had two chances to uh, tonight. Hope he can, uh, can gain some confidence to finish. So, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, as, you, as you guys know, uh, Lambert is out on international duty. He actually did play today, uh, started today against mm -hmm. Suriname in the, in the CONCACAF Nations League. Didn't get to watch too much of the game. Were you able to catch a little I bit? I was not, unfortunately, yeah. no. <laughs> so he, he got to play there along with a couple of old rising players. So uh, definitely got to check in on that. But happy for, for Lambert to be able to get that playing time. But <laughs> it does put rising in a dilemma and having to, you know, basically rework the midfield in his absence, you know? No, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's It's tough. It's tough, especially when, again, you've got a guy like Aiden Quinn who's not fully fit yet. And just all of those things going on. I mean, James Musa wasn't able to finish the game. He went yeah. off because he just wasn't able to finish the game. Is and what you Rick heard said. a comment right after halftime when Rick was walking in the tunnel where Rick and the coaching staff was saying maybe Musa wasn't feeling up to 100% during that first half. Well, it was just, no, it was more about just warming certain people up. And okay. It, it gave the impression to me that maybe they were going to go over the center back. Gotcha. But we'll, I mean, in the end, Musa makes it to the point that he makes it. Haugley drops into the yeah, yeah. central defense. And, and that's something that I really like about Haugley as well. He can be flexible as far as that. He can mm -hmm. go, you know, a little bit higher up the pitch or he can fall back and help out defensively as well. So great stuff there. Anybody else that caught your eye today before we move on to the negatives? Uh, from a positive perspective, I don't know. Um, I felt like there were moments where Darnell was being very aggressive, and yeah. it was good. In the first half, that was okay. Mm -hmm. And I thought that Joey Kalistri covered a decent amount of ground, even if I don't think his overall performance was yeah. quite great in that position. But again, in the final third in that first half, at least, seemed to be doing something. But yeah. overall, it's just a lot of meh, isn't it? Yeah, it, uh, the first half was like, you would see Bobo make a great run. You would see Kalistri maybe a do, do a great cutback. Ebbs had plenty of chances to do something with the ball in the right way and wasn't able to either connect with someone on a cross or control the ball enough to, to get by his defender. Uh, so everybody had little flashes, and but nobody was able to put something together. And so 
Uh, I respect Santi more, man. I just got to, you know, give it up to him. He's had a tough time getting shots of. I know when he cuts to the right side, defenders are there just to, to stop him. But I feel like that comes because there's not pressure coming from other guys as well, creating their own plays, beating the, their defenders one-on-one. And it, and it leaves Santi frustrated and wanting to create a little bit more. And we saw it today. He got that yellow card. He kicked the, the ball out of the stadium, basically. Yeah. But you could see his frustration on the pitch, and, and it's just tough to see. Yeah. You know what? Before we move on to the negatives, let's brace ourselves a little bit. <laughs> Should we talk about something that could possibly help us to... Uh... Yeah, no, no, for sure. Uh, if you guys need to relax after the game, I know I saw Tyler talking about it in the... Uh, or someone else in the chat. But if you guys haven't yet, make sure to stop by OG's, uh, by your local dispensary, and grab some amazing scratch-made THC gummies from our friends at OG's if you're looking to relax after the t- this tough loss. They have different flavors like blackberries and cream, watermelon, and pineapple. And they're perfect if you're in the mood for an uplifting sativa or a chill indica. So whatever your, your flavor is or your strain, it is there for you. So if you guys are interested in trying the amazingly delicious variety of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, Go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find an OGs near you. We got to see uh, some football players behind us. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the uh, all-star game of the like Phoenix Gay somewhere. Flag Football League behind us taking place. It is, of course, Pride Night here yeah. at Phoenix Rising. And uh, there was the rainbow smoke beforehand. There's the Pride Razor, which unfortunately hasn't gotten off to a good start with no goals today. But remember that goals in the rest of the month you can yeah, for the rest of the month. pledge via uh those bandidos <laughs> union 602 they're collecting money for lgbt charities awesome. so yeah it's good yeah. stuff going on down yeah there. shout out to them uh we saw the phoenix mercury uh head coach over here before the game right <laughs> hang on a minute pat moses is reminding us of something 12 points are ogs it's not 12 points it's not happening so he's that- backing out already he's backing <laughs> out again Every time he backs Sorry, out. Pat. Sorry, Pat. Sorry, uh, Pat. When's the OG's show happening? <laughs> we'll do it one day. We'll do it one day. <laughs> um, all right, Owen. Let's let's talk about the negatives. Of course, we got to definitely talk about this. Uh, uh, Scott Mitchell here, uh, here with a great comment. F covered a ton of ground tonight. Good cover for wingbacks when they push forward. The best movement that I've seen from him all season. But then you have other comments as well saying, what is Epps doing on the field? He gets plenty of opportunities, is not able to make anything out of them. So what's going on? Yeah, you know I'll back Scott up there. There was some good movement from Epps today. Mm-hmm. The problem is that the minute he gets the ball, he's not looks great. Yeah. And so he's doing everything right up until it's the point where the ball's at his feet and he's got to take defenders on. But we've said that to for like 20 it, games now. I know. <laughs> it, it hasn't been 20 games, so don't quite over-exaggerate that far. But I agree. We've been saying this for a while now, and you've got to start thinking about how are things going to change, when are things going to change, what is happening to try and make that change. Yeah. I, I know that the problem is a confidence problem overall. It has been for a lot of that, fine, that front three, but it's just the decision-making isn't quite there. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to get to the point where it really feels like it is hurting the team for that fact that the decision-making isn't quite there. And in games like this, then, you get to the point where how do you... How do you kind of make up for that lost impact? Yeah. You know, you need those guys to step up because you're not creating as much as you should. Santi kind of was frustrated in the second half. Yeah. And you, you could tell he was it. getting frustrated in the second half. First half, he wasn't mm-hmm. quite as much. First half, I actually thought he was all right. Yeah. Um, But second half wasn't. And, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know. It, no, no, the, for sure. You get into the point where it's just, 
we really have to start questioning, I think, what is what's plan B now for certain things here. Certain things aren't working. Would it be far fetched to say they need someone on the wing? You know, I know they just brought someone in, but is it time to maybe bring someone else? It's not working. 15 maybe games into the season. Is it time? I know we talked about it on, on Friday. I was going to say Thursday about when we would be worried about this team. But after tonight's performance, the news of Arturo Rodriguez being out for an extended period of time, when do you start to get worried? And when does the front office say, look, we, we're not seeing the results on the field. Can we maybe think about bringing someone else on the wing that could maybe even provide more speed, more creativity, more dynamic, you know, on, 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 on the ends? What's also interesting here, sorry, because Corey's yeah. also put in the chat the ball movement's the biggest problem. That was actually touched on by Rick today in the presser where it was yeah. that their transition is too slow. Mm. The killer Phoenix Rising transition isn't happening. And, you know, that that's seriously, we've seen that happen a lot. You know, Rising in most seasons, that's the thing. They're not a direct, they're not a San Antonio. They're not a Route 1 type yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. But they're a team that when they win the ball, they quickly catch you. Mm -hmm. They don't give you any rest. And we haven't quite seen that this year. No. And that is disappointing. I think. So is it the personnel? The, is it the tactics? Is it? I really don't know because a lot of those guys, from a transition-wise, it shouldn't be the personnel. Yeah. A lot of those guys are the same. We've seen it happen. I, I remember one specific. I think it was the goal against uh, New Mexico where Hurst was able to score that goal. That was less than eight seconds from Lunt all the way to the end. Uh, so they can, to ask which New Mexico game. Uh, the, no, the I know which one. goal yeah, you're yeah, right yeah. now. We're around to goalkeeper. Yeah, yep, no, exactly. it was perfect. That was a perfect example of a Phoenix Rising kind of transitional play yeah. where they just get you. They see the opening and they get go for it. Mm -hmm. But we haven't seen enough of those this season. Yeah. And that's really just the concern. I mean, the Scots point, none of our forwards create danger. I think it's a little bit harsh. A little bit harsh. I feel as though Hurst and Repetto aren't necessarily getting the service. Yeah. I feel like the wings, they're struggling. And the attacking midfield hasn't necessarily been there. Mm -hmm. But it's just the centre forwards aren't getting service, really. Yeah, yeah we saw Hurst today. I, I didn't really think he had any chances at goal. I'm not sure if he was brought down in the box towards the end of the game. I, I don't know if you were down there to see it, but it, lo it looked like it was a penalty. But at that point, I you know, I personally, I just didn't even want a penalty at that point. They, because it, it would have felt like a bailout just the way they performed tonight. So... Yeah, it's tough, and, and this isn't something that's happened one or two games. This is over the course of over a third of the season. Now it's the time to address it, and if it's not being addressed, then Rising are going to continue to struggle. Now, Birmingham Legion, again, not the elite of the Eastern Conference. They traveled all the way here. They, they, they do play solidly, but this is a team that Rising should have been able to take care of at home. You know what? If you're talking about that, I think it's now is a good time to go back to that comment earlier from Pat Moses, which I'm going to have to scroll back up on here and find. But when he said, it's time for serious chance out consideration, a third of the way through the season, the team has not improved from the first month, same BS responses from each week and no improvement. Ah, I, I, I mean, you know, I'll let you start this one off. I, I understand. I understand, but I, I think, Rick has built enough goodwill with this organization that they're not going to question him right I, I, with the results that's that have been happening right now. There's been injuries, uh, players out of forms, obviously that situation with COVID uh, with New Mexico. So when you add some context to it, I could see why Rising are playing the way they are and why they haven't been as successful as past seasons. Now, if you look at things from the other perspective, this is Phoenix Rising. 
there are no excuses. You come in here to get results. This is the, the cream of the of, of the USL. They're here to perform, and uh, it's it's if it's not happening, then you you're gonna get comments like this where fans are not happy. They're they're used to a level of play. It's not happening, and if they continue to turn out the same lineups, the same tactics, and there's no changes. There's going to be some upset people, so I, I definitely see his point. Now, here's the thing. He's not the only one who said this in the uh, in the comment section today, mm-hmm. which is why we, we really do need to address this as a topic because it's starting to come out. I think that overall, the thing that we have to consider is that in past years, Rick has kind of had it easy a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Now he might bring it. He might do a very good job in general at recruitment. Brings in some very good players to this team, so you can't take that away from him. Yep. You know, he is involved in that. That's, but his teams for a lot of the time over recent years have picked themselves. Now mm-hmm. this is the challenge. Mm. Is this year they don't? This year it's not working. Yeah. Rick hasn't really had to. Maybe with the exception of the start of 2019. But that just took a little bit of time. Yeah. Feels like it's taking a lot longer. Yeah. He hasn't really had to pick up a team that has been struggling, that has low confidence. I feel as though this is the year he's got to prove his coaching metal. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge that's in front of him right now. Yeah. And sink or swim, we're going to be revisiting this, I feel, in a lot of games going forward how things are adjusting mm-hmm. and where things are being picked up. Because look, and it was addressed in the press conference tonight, does this add pressure? And and Rick did say, look, I know our fans aren't, fans aren't used to this. Yeah. So he apologized to the fans for that. Look, it's not necessarily being good enough. But that, again, it's still early doors. Don't be too knee-jerk. Yeah. You know, it's... At the end of the day, it's all about getting hot at the right time and going into the playoffs. But... Mm. Right now, I understand there is a lot of frustration, <coughs> both in the stands, mm. in the field, the way this is going. It's not looking it's good. It's tough. And that's, again, that's the challenge in front of Rick now. He has to pick that up. Yeah. Toughest challenge I think he's had as this coach. Yeah. And it's and it's tough. Like, there, I, I honestly believe there has to be changes. I personally, like I, I've mentioned this on the show before, I felt like, I feel like, you know, I know they, they, they got this new loan signing. But I feel maybe there's one more person that they could get, one more player that could be added up top that could provide a little bit more, you know, uh, dynamic play, beat their defender one on one, pure speed, something that that could, you know, unbalance defenses. That's that I feel like that's what Rising is needing right now. But uh, just to revisit here the chat, Corey, maybe it's a good sign though that Rising aren't playing up to par so far because in past seasons we've always started strong then fell off later. So maybe come playoff time we'll be stronger than ever. I've heard this. I ain't buying it. Yeah. I ain't buying this kind of <laughs> I'm arguments. Sorry, Corey, Look, I tried. I'm sorry. I tried to set you I'm up. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I appreciate the sentiment, but I I just, I feel as though there is never a good reason to be bad. Yeah. Um, And unfortunately, they're bad at the moment. It's not looking great. Scott, thank you so much for the super chat. As always, best analysis in AZ and USL. Thank you so much. Uh, thank Scott. you, guys. Thank you so much, Scott. Always appreciate the super chats. Humbled, humbled by that, honestly. Thank you so much. Appreciate it for your super chat. If you guys are looking to do a super chat as well, um, we always appreciate that as well. Helps out the PHNX Sports Channel as well as PHNX Rising here um, and pro- help you uh, provide the, the best coverage in AZ. Uh, Jose, more comments here. Lack of co- uh, cohesive effort and communication, not good. Uh, Pat, <laughs> time to start driving. Come on, Wales. 
Uh, Tyler, it's on him. He had uh, he had to know the time was coming. He can only stay on top for so long till we need someone else. Bobby, Rick has been questionable with tactics, but at some point we need to look at the individuals on the pitch. Maybe we're just not good enough at this point. It's still early, but need a major change. Oof. What do you think of that? Well, something has to change. Yeah. Yeah, there does have to be some kind of major change. Now, Bobby's putting it more on the playing staff rather than Rick. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a, a degree of blame on both. Yeah. Um, but the problem is, is that when we talk about that major change, if the major change needs to be with the playing staff, then who is that on to fix? Yeah. Coach. And then when it becomes, a, if it becomes apparent, then, then yeah. over time, eventually that blame shifts. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, it is still early. Bobby's right. This, it's not too early to escape scrutiny, though. And I'll yeah. say that. 13 games or so played, not too early to escape scrutiny. There is scrutiny here, and that's yeah. justified. And that's but, what you want, though, as a coach and as a player. This is the type of scrutiny you want. This is the level of you know scrutiny that you get when you get to a team like this and you play in a league like this. It's, it's the nature of professional sport exactly, in general. Exactly. Right? Like it, and especially in one whereby the fans are conditioned to think of things still in a sense of how you do in the regular season because yeah. that's how the other teams they've supported many of them for quite a few years you know mm -hmm. of all how their seasons work right yeah. so the playoff thing is weirdly unique here um yeah i don't know and I, I think honestly you know now that you're saying that honestly it, like the playoffs sometimes feel like a bit of a cop-out because you cannot have a the greatest season still get into the playoffs win two three four five games and you're the champion it's and I understand. Orange County. Exactly. Exactly. So Orange I understand County. your point of view. Uh, before we continue, uh, Owen, I do want to talk uh, to our friends here that are watching about DraftKings. Uh, if you guys didn't know, the NBA uh, finals are in full effect. And you guys can join the finals action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet and get $150 in free bets instantly. This NBA season, one customer placed a $5 same game parlay and won over 5 thousand dollars that's five stacks y'all get on this DraftKings. if you guys haven't yet make sure to download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code phnx make any five dollar bet during the nba finals and get 150 dollars in free bets instantly that's promo code phnx only at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba you do have to be 21 and over to gamble arizona only gambling problem call 100 next step new customers only minimum five dollar deposit Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. All right, Owen. Again, rising fall at home to Birmingham Legion 1-0. Not the greatest games offensively. You know, rising struggled. Um, I do want to put out a stat here. Um, if we, uh, uh, we did have some stats of the game. Uh, I want to look at the total shots because I believe rising let me look here they had 23 total shots to 13 for for uh, legion uh possession that controlled most of it 55 percent uh shots on target five two four uh, uh in favor of uh six to four i'm sorry in favor of rising so yeah it's that kind of just paints the picture you know legion were able to make shots yeah it's a lot of frustrated shots in yep. there that just aren't challenging anybody yep exactly uh, thank you, uh, producer David, for creating these graphics. But yeah, it's a, it's it's rough when you see rising. You know, they're among the law, the, the league leaders and in, in shot total shots, but are not able to put it back in the back of the net. And you can see that tonight. Birmingham only had four. They scored one. That's all it takes. So it's it's it was rough to see, honestly. 
Yeah, it only takes one shot to score, doesn't it? I yeah. mean, that's the story there. That's um, how it is. Um, yeah. Let's look ahead a little bit. Uh, a lot of USL Championship action tonight. Uh, next week, El Paso Lo- Locomotive will be making their trip over here to Wild Horse Pass to face Phoenix Rising next Saturday. Uh, they played against Hartford, the team that Rising just beat the week prior, and they walked away with the tie at home. So uh, El Paso lost the big player in Diego Luna to the MLS, so they're maybe you know trying to find some replacements offensively. But regardless, they've been playing a lot better since the start of the season. So what were your thoughts coming into to next week's game? I don't know. Must win? I, next week, must win. Uh, I'm going to say yes. You know what? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. If you are in a point whereby you come away with one point out of nine out yeah. of three home games over a spell of about a month. Yeah. Really? <laughs> really? Not good. That's why, to me, that does add urgency. Tonight's result really does add urgency to next weekend because if you're in that kind of home form... It doesn't set you up well. Yeah. And it, I, I do feel as though things that we see in the chat now will start to spill out at times into the stands. And that negativity, at least, yeah. will spill out into the stands. And when that happens, you start to get in a really bad position. Mm-hmm. I think that Rising needs to nip this in the bud yeah. and get a win next weekend. Convincing Desperately. win. It can't be like a 1-0 or a 2-1. I, I feel like they need a convincing win. Is they need it? a convincing win at some point because yeah. we haven't been seeing him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So definitely uh, tune in next week as well. Uh, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be a big week here. Uh, I feel like we've been saying that the entire season just because I feel like it's just been such a crazy season. You've been here a very long time. Yeah. So so what are you feeling so far? Like a third of the way into the season, a lot of the teams are kind of finding their form now, getting together. But Rising is still kind of churning, you know, not at full speed, still trying to find their way. What are your thoughts? We're a third of the way into the season, and every team above Rising, by the way, Rising win fifth, so that'd be an away playoff game in the first round. Yeah. Um, every team above Rising has either played 13 games, same as Phoenix, or they played less. So the space for that gap to grow ahead of them is yeah. only large there, really. You know, one of those four teams has played 13, the rest have played 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Colorado Springs have got two games in hand over Rising and yet are six points clear. Yeah. So that could be 12. Mm-hmm. It's going to be um, tough. Yeah. San Antonio are 27 points out of 12 games. They could make that 13 and be nine points clear of Rising. I mean, El Paso, they've played two games more than Rising, but they're also on 21 points. Yeah. Yeah, Rising After only two wins. After a bad start to the year as yeah. well. They. Yeah. No, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough climb. Uh, if, you, if you look at the USL standings here, Two wins out of the last five for Rising. Everybody above them, uh, you know, at least one loss. So it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be tough regardless. They need to to continue, you know, to to just work, get get those results, especially at home. That's not gonna be easy to get back to that at least that top four if they continue playing like this. Uh, rest of the USL, um, New Mexico United beat Orange County, Oakland, uh, Oakland over Monterey Bay. In the 11, and that was tough to watch because I was watching that game uh, on snippets on Twitter. Solomon Asante with two assists during that game to, to help Indy win uh, and get those three points. It's And I saw a lot of rising comments uh, on social media talking about how tough it is to watch Solomon Asante perform and, and thrive basically with another team. Yeah, I mean, it, it only stings more when you've got a team there near that is struggling in the final third. Yeah. 
and you look at it and just think, what if he was here? Um, which, again, is maybe putting an unfair burden on some of the guys on here. But yeah. And I, I, again, appreciate and accept the fact that we, I'm sure, bear the burden of some of, we, we uh, bear the front of the blame, sorry, for uh, yeah. some of the confidence issues. We probably don't help. But the performances haven't been good enough. Yeah. That, and that always makes you look at what could have been, you know, and, and, and that's the worst thing, you know. Um, Racer Dog, thank you for this show. I live in the West Valley and I enjoy the show on my ride home. Appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. That's why we do it for people like you that tune in and uh, and, and want this cover. So we really appreciate that. Um, let's see. Uh, Rusty, he's wanting a new coach. Enough is enough. Totally, totally hear you there, uh, Rusty. Yeah, man, it's just it's tough. And I think we're just going to continue to see this the rest of the week, especially in the in the Facebook group. And so it's going to be rough. <laughs> I haven't even looked at Rising Facebook yet, but I dread opening it Yeah. Up. Yeah. For oh sure. no. Oh no. All right. So, all right. That pretty much wraps it up for us here at Wild Horse Pass. Any last thoughts, Owen? I'm not sure because we've had too many of these games now, and I'm just ready for them to stop. We keep yeah. asking every week, "Will this be the week that Rising finally kicks into gear?" Yeah. And it hasn't been. Yeah. No, definitely. Let's do for it sure. finally. Come on, let's get it done. What's that Next gear? Saturday, let's see things turn around and finally pick up. For sure. For sure. Uh, thank you so much for everybody in the chat for joining. As always, appreciate you guys. Tyler, Racer Dog. Uh, let's see, Peyton, thank you so much. I appreciate it, gents. Makes the drive back to Buckeye much easier. Thank you so much for, for listening to us on your way home. Um, if you guys want to listen to us after the fact, you guys can always listen to us on your uh, favorite streaming devices or just go on YouTube, you know, play it. But we appreciate you uh, listening to us on uh, any of the streaming platforms as well. If you haven't yet, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel as well, PHNX Sports. Uh, pretty much a show every day. <laughs> so all the coverage uh, that you want around the Valley, we got it. Uh, but we appreciate you here tuning in for the, to the PHNX Rising show. All right, that is it for us tonight. We will be back on Tuesday uh, with more talk regarding tonight's game and maybe looking a little bit ahead and also letting you know what's going to happen in tomorrow's Wales versus Ukraine matchup. Oh. Look at him. He's so nervous oh. right now. Look at that. Look at that. If anyone wants, if anyone wants, I'm here in the uh, Welsh Embassy for tomorrow. It's going to be located at Yucca. Oh, there you go. If you're looking to watch the game, so, they're going to open uh, it up early. Yeah, we're going to be down there, 9 a.m. kickoff. There you go. There you go. It's I'm a gonna... tough one. It's a big one. Come on, boys. Oh, man. I'm going to be rooting for that. I told him I'm not going to be able to watch it because I got my Sunday league game, but I'm, I'm rooting for Wales. So. I'm hoping it's a better game of football than his Sunday league yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> of course. It better be. All right, y'all. That's it for tonight. Thank you so much. Um, we will see you on Tuesday. Until then, be well, be safe, take care.